when they're doing debates, the whole is going to be quite controversial. Oh, I love it. Get <laughs> a nice clickbait <laughs> title know, here, Lisa. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, um, foreigner slams BB yeah. debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> the sun is going to be all over yeah. it. German. <laughs> German slash of the UK. Hello and welcome to another Debate Hub podcast episode. Today I'm joined by Elisa Hattencoffer, who is an English teacher and the uh, debate lead, head of debating? Head of debate. Head of debate um, at Oxford High School, which is one of our sister schools within the GDST. Elisa has been debate lead now for, this is your second year? Second year, yeah. Second year going into it. And she's. this is her third year as a teacher, is that right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's it going fast. Um, brilliant. Um, so we're really, really pleased to have Lisa here. Similar to the uh, Castle Mead podcast, which you, you may have listened to or not, depending on whether or not I've published it, we're in the future now. <laughs> um, we're doing this in round four of Southampton Schools in December 2nd. So uh, Lisa and I have, have jumped into to a room to do a, a quick pod. Um, and so this will ho- probably be quite a short one. Hopefully we won't be interrupted by any competition chaos, but we can't <laughs> promise that. So Lisa, uh, thanks so much for joining me today. Do you want to start with how you got into being a debate lead? The two previous um, people that were running the debate club sort of had other responsibilities at school. So I was basically asked if I wanted to do it. And I have zero background in debate um, in my own sort of schooling, to be honest. Um, So I was a bit unsure, but because I knew Michael before and I knew he was sort of the debate lead at South Hampstead, it's like, well, yes, I'll do it and he can teach me. And um, I was very lucky that he said yes to teaching me Um, because otherwise I wouldn't be where I am. Um, Yeah, so Lisa and I actually know each other. Um, We worked together at summer camp quite some some time ago now, actually, Mm. pre-pandemic, back when the world was very, very different. And um, you did see us do a, me do a little bit of debating there, didn't you? Yeah. I feel like you did. I did. So so you had a, a little idea of, of kind of what it entailed, but you hadn't debated yourself at, at school yeah. or, or at uni or anything. Um, so yeah, so Elise and I have sort of kept in touch. And then when you when you got into it, I was able to sort of send you lesson plans and answer mm-hmm. some questions and stuff like that. And occasional frantic uh, WhatsApp voice notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also recommend like competitions to go to and stuff like that. Um, so what were some of the initial challenges and uh, how did you deal with them? Um, I think the initial challenge was sort of building up the debate club in the first place. Mm-hmm. So we always had a debate club at Oxford High School, um, but it wasn't sort of big, like people wouldn't go to competitions um, and we didn't have that many people sort of joining in. Um, so my sort of aim for a debate club was to build it up and make it sort of um, a bigger thing than it was. Um, and that was quite hard because it's hard to make debate clubs sound cool. <laughs> I don't know. dare you, Adam. I know, I know, I know. Um, but it is, it really is. Um, so that was one of the challenges, I think, and to sort of like understand the system and how uh, British parliamentary debate works um, and also trying to explain it to the kids at the same time. That was mm. quite a challenge. Um, but I think I've gotten a lot more confident now. I actually know what I'm talking about now, which mm-hmm. is quite nice. Um, and it was quite nice to sort of learn alongside my students in the first year. Uh, and we sort of like look at which competitions we wanted to do together. And that was quite nice, actually. Yeah, that's mm. really nice. And actually, quite recently, um, you, similar to us, you went all the way up to Edinburgh yeah. Juniors debating competition. And um, with how many kids? Uh, ten. Ten. So you do ten students all the way up from Oxford to Edinburgh Juniors, which is a competition we've done the last couple of years at South Hampstead. Because of course I'm I'm from Scotland and I've always been involved in Edinburgh Juniors, 
and it's just such a nice competition and also a really nice experience for our kids to get to see Edinburgh which is so beautiful and it's quite a fun mm-hmm. adventure how did you find that how did your kids find that I thought it was really cool um I'm gonna do it again next year yeah nice. um the students really liked it I think I hope and again it was just lovely seeing Edinburgh but also um being able to sort of like debate in a different environment I guess mm. yeah it was really awesome and it was quite nice to see the kids sort of bond as well mm. like they do even but sort of normal one day competitions they do sort of build a sense of uh, sort of a strong relationship mm-hmm. um and sort of rely on each other to help each other out and that's quite nice yeah mm. i i agree i think that they will become friends through debating it's just yeah. like anything else when you play in a sports team together or you um you sort of train gymnastics together you dance together uh, i think that you, you will pick up friends and they won't all love each other and get along and stuff but <laughs> but competitions are very good for bonding because it's a lot of time together and I, I think you can also improve that by doing things like bringing a long double or, or bringing mm, along games yeah, exactly. or, or playing about with them and stuff and, and make it a kind of bonding experience and that's why for our Edinburgh trip we we really make a point to always bring some year sevens La- last year actually i think we brought 20 kids but we brought 10 year sevens because even though they're very new um it's it's a really nice first experience mm-hmm. for them and it's not too tough a competition so i think even though I, you know they're not going to go there and win their first competition but they they can they can they, they don't get too smashed I think. yeah Edinburgh's quite gentle um What's your current favourite part about being a debate lead? I think seeing the development of the students. This is going to sound quite cheesy, to be honest. Um, but it, it is genuinely sort of like seeing the year sevens um, come in in the first session and they're all super shy and they don't want to speak and they just mm. sort of like stare at you. And then even just four weeks later, they stand up there in front of like 20 other kids and sort mm. of confidently are able to sort of say how they feel. And that's quite nice. Um but it's also nice seeing such a development over... So, for example, I have a couple of students that started with me, Debate Club, mm-hmm. in, well, a year ago now, a year and a bit, and they're here now today. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing such a good job, and they're sort of coming for, in sort of first place where that would have never happened a year ago. Mm-hmm. So that's quite nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. Seeing the progression is incredible. Um, and I think sometimes that progression is naturally talented confident to absolute superstar mm. and sometimes that progression is genuinely terrified of talking <laughs> to talks competently yeah exactly um the, the progression is not always the same but but seeing that growth is is really really nice and i'm now in a really interesting position where uh for a couple of my oldest students um year 12 i've now been coaching them since year seven Aww. um so it, the the growth is remarkable so if there was a teacher listening to this, Lisa, and they were thinking about becoming a debate lead, but perhaps, or perhaps like you, there's a space open and the headmistress is sort of like, oh, Lisa, Could you do it? <laughs> are you free this weekend and lots of other weekends? What advice would you give them? Get a second teacher to also be interested in it. So mm. they don't have to run it with you, but even if they just turn up to a couple sessions and are willing to come mm-hmm. with you to competitions, that's really, really helpful. That number two, I think, sort of try and get, if you can, some sort of like mentor or the debate hub mm-hmm. or some sort of resource uh, that you can use if you're ever stuck or if you're ever unsure, because there's so many rules in BP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just having someone that you can quickly ask or drop a WhatsApp and be like, is this a thing or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is really, really helpful. Sometimes there are things that, just everyone kind of knows whether it's the vernacular or the parlance like here we hosted the the oxford university regional i think it was which tends to get a lot of non-debate schools because the Mm -hmm. name is so prestigious and so we had a bunch of schools in here who don't really know what debating is and we weren't running it so we didn't really do the briefing 
And it was one, you know, the, the sort of the common courtesy in BP debating. The team speaking first, opening government, get to prepare mm, the room yeah. that everyone debates in just because they have to go first. And everyone else should prep elsewhere. I don't know if that is a rule anywhere. I suppose it could be. <laughs> but one of our teams said that to another team that kind of came into room and they were like, oh yeah, nice try. Because they just kind of thought mm. they were like, and, and they just didn't know. And because I suppose it maybe is a bit weird to think, oh, you want me just prepping a stairwell and it's like yeah, that is actually what so. we do like, in the or you want to be just sit on the floor and it's like yeah, yeah actually yes. um so I, I do think sometimes there's just it's it's an odd world and it can be really useful sometimes as a teacher to be like am i the weirdo or is this yeah. not a thing <laughs> and, and also of course I wonder actually if I could ask you this, Elisa. As someone who didn't come into this like like I did, I came in first as a debater mm. um, when I was at uni, so I kind of learned as as a competitor, and I wasn't thinking about it from like a is this right? I was just thinking of like a how do I win? Mm-hmm. And then it's only kind of later that I've looked back and been like that norm is not a good norm. I don't, I don't <laughs> like that. Is there anything you've come into debating and been like this should be different? This is not cool. Hmm. I think in general, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think when they're doing debates, the whole is going to be quite controversial. Oh, I love it. <laughs> get, get a nice clickbait title <laughs> I know, here, Lisa. I know. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, um, foreigner slams BB yeah. debate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The sun is going to be all over yeah. it. German. <laughs> German slashes the UK. Yeah, wants to replace debating with GP. <laughs> yeah, G- GB debating. Yeah. It's true. What's what your parliament called again? Um, the Bundes? No. What? Oh, Bundestag. Bundestag. Yeah, Bundestag debating. <laughs> I'd actually like that. I like uh, the sound of that. All right. Sorry. Anyways, what's your, what your controversial thing? My controversial thing is um, I don't like POIs. Um, that is controversial. I know. Yeah, continue, I wish you please. could. I wish you could see Michael's face right now. It's not. <laughs> he's not looking amused. Um, I don't like POIs. I think. They disrupt the flow of the argument. I think there should be a time at the end mm. where it's like four minutes and then the last minute that's sort of protected time, but it's like a POI time mm-hmm. and then have all the POIs then. But yeah, I know it's controversial. No, you know, <laughs> I, I don't, I, it is probably it's probably sacrilege to some people, but I, I, I totally know what you're saying. Indeed, in this competition, um, as you know, Lisa, we have uh the option for silent mm. POIs, which which still doesn't because of course if the POI is being offered that's still an interruption but at least you don't have the people being like POI POI breaking up the flow yeah. of the speech there are formats that do something more similar I, I think in um I can't remember if it's policy or if it's Lincoln Douglas but there's an American format where someone sort of gives a speech and then is um I th- I th- presumably they don't call it interrogated <laughs> but they have a really weird uh cross-examined i think they say sort of like legal oh, parlance yeah i know yeah it's a bit fierce yeah but i do think there's a there's a place for that to maybe have like four minute speeches and then to have to take one question mm. or one interjection from both closing and opening yeah um and for that to have to wrap be wrapped up by you know 5 30 or whatever uh, i think that's a that would be a very interesting adaptation. See, at Oxford High School, we'll, we'll do a competition like that. We'll call it Bundestag competition. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> so gonna... uh, and, uh, while I don't endorse calling it Bundestag, <laughs> um, I will say that this is something um, Kate and I have sort of mentioned on the podcast before, is that the beauty of running your own events is that you can make these, mm. these alterations. And I would caution teachers against just completely reinventing the wheel because it's it's a, it's a lot for kids to learn new formats. But if you just want to make a minor alteration like that, where you're like, okay, you just hold your POIs until four minutes and then each team gets one. 
kids should be able to figure that out that's mm. not a big di- that's not a big differentiation from bp and our competitions are dual stream you know today we have essentially two competitions running side by side we've been the only ones doing that for a little while but now lse are doing that mm. so i think you know if, if you can try new ideas and if they work people will copy them and if they don't people won't <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that and I, I think it's absolutely great to try new things and i think debaters are sometimes a little gun shy about just being a little bit experimental with the rules mm. and everyone wants to do things exactly how they're done at like you know the oxford uni competition and it's like why i mean true yeah um awesome thanks so much Elisa. um don't think i've got much else to ask you um i guess is there there anything else you want to either say about sort of your experience in debating or people listening to this like their potential experience or well i think in general for any teachers that are interested um it is a really cool thing to do again this is going to sound cheesy uh, but it's genuinely quite rewarding mm-hmm. um and you don't need to have done debate at university before to be a debate lead i think um well i think i'm doing an okay job <laughs> <laughs> you are doing an so, excellent job um yeah so don't be don't be intimidated i think everyone's genuinely quite friendly mm-hmm. um and i think the debate hub is a really good sort of way to start getting into debating mm-hmm. um, and having the resources and knowing you're actually doing a good job rather than just sort of like guessing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, don't be, don't be shy. I think um, if you, if even if debate club doesn't exist at your school, I think it's a really good thing to start up and it genuinely does help the kids um, in sort of wider life, but also in subjects, like also mm. school subjects. It's really good. How, uh, I'm now just continuing. Yeah, go on. Uh, you're an English teacher. <laughs> yeah. Um, as is Kate, um, have, how do you think it helps kids with English? I think it just, their structure becomes so much better and so much mm. clearer, just because if they know how to structure an argument, that sort of directly translates into mm. writing essays, because that's exactly what you're doing in an essay, um, is writing an argument. Uh, what I've taught a couple of mine um, last year, and at the end of the year, they started sort of like using firstly, secondly, thirdly, and mm. all that stuff. So like their their structure becomes a lot clearer, even if they're not aware of it, that it's mm. coming from debate. Mm-hmm. It does sort of improve their essay writing. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Elisa. I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, thank you, listener, for listening to, to another <laughs> episode of Debate Hub. And yes, as Elisa said, please do feel you can get in touch with us. Debatehub.co.uk. There's a contact us. There's video lessons. There's PowerPoints you can adapt. There's lesson plans. There's all sorts of stuff going on. And we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to help out. Um, for now, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>